Welcome back, people. I'm here with my favorite brother. Oh, favorite. Just kidding. <laughs> but one of, but for sure, brother and BFF, Misha Getnoff. Appreciate that. How you doing? I don't think this is my first time being on your show. Your first time, man. I'm really excited. I'm <laughs> honored. Honored to have you, dude. During the quarantine times. Yeah, I mean, we we really have nothing else to do, so... There isn't anything else to do. This and you is, wanted to see the setup, so... This now is a you good time it. to do it. <laughs> that was a perfect time to do it. Man, we got... Got... Crisis happening everywhere. Oh, yeah. People stress the fuck out. Buildings burning. Nah, not actually. Not, not but that, but maybe in our minds. Yeah, in my mind... In your mind, trying to do schoolwork. In a lot of people's minds right now, I think I think a lot of people are going crazy, but stir crazy. Yes, we're all just trying to. Yeah, while he stirs his ice cold <laughs> glass of Baja Mountain Dew. Did you know that that Diet. was Baja zero Mountain. calories? What zero is that? calories, no sugar, for the shreds. Yeah, stay peeled, my friends. <laughs> we're just trying to stay peeled in this time of crisis. So that when it does become nice and hot and sunny and safe, we can shit, dude. Be ready. I hope so, because I really do not want us to not have a summer. Because yes. I, I don't care when the beaches open up again. Like I'm going. I'm going. That is a to crazy topic. The fact that beaches are closed now, it's not stopping a lot of people because. So on a normal day basis, they're closed. They're closed down. You know, you're gonna find Seal Beach, Huntington Beach, and Newport Beach all closed down. That's all, you know, relatively local. But on like a hot day, when everyone's rushing to the beach, like they really can't enforce any of that. You Did know? you see what Huntington looked at looked like this well, past weekend? I've been the dates. I've been seeing Newport. Newport is Newport was getting a lot too. of people because. The fact of Newport is they can't close down parking lots because Newport That's Beach true. is a peninsula with houses and neighborhoods, so people can, you know, just get around it somehow and enjoy their day at the beach, which I don't, I'm not against, to be honest. You're in a very wide open area with a lot of breeze, a lot of sunlight going around. I mean... It's pretty stupid, just the number of people you see out there. Like, I haven't seen that many people in one place since before all this started happening, It's which is amazing. For reference, it's the 30th of April, and all of this started, let's do the math real quick, a month and a half ago. Yeah. A month and a half yeah. ago when, when the shitstorm started. That's it? Just a month and a half? Yeah, it was just a month and a half. We're all doing the same thing, but, but not... not really uh getting to see each other to talk about it. some people are doing good though i look at some people and they're like actually working out for once and i'm like man this is what it's it took <laughs> this is what it took it's hard because first of all where are you gonna get your equipment from if you you know you're relying on it like is. a gym a school gym um, man think about the people that are like really like have acquired a lot of gains they're just like have to like revert to like yeah. resistance work i'm like it's not like it's not possible because it's a lifestyle for them they yeah. have to adapt <laughs> me personally i'm doing all right with just a dumbbell set yeah. i just focus on like time under tension but yeah anyways good for other people some people are doing good in this quarantine but i think for the most part everybody's freaking stir crazy everyone misses reality and just being social normal you know to some extent yeah but it's a good time for a lot of other things obviously self-reflection yeah. those are good things but what we're gonna get to first of all man is just all the how all much the we stuff miss? You could watch, and then all how much <sighs> we miss like sports, man. I miss sports so much, Nick. Yeah, like it's, watching it. Yes. Like live sports. Not live sports, but I like keeping up, especially basketball. I'll just uh, after a long day. I'm so surprised, I, man, because I thought I was the basketball nerd. No, you are. You are. <laughs> you are the basketball nerd. By far, but I still, you know, enjoy watching and enjoy keeping up. Fuck yeah, dude. 
I'm like so stoked on that. You have no idea. I'm like a proud brother right now. (laughs) I'm blushing. (laughs) But I mean, it's, I think everyone misses, you know, their sports to some extent. Um, In my house, you know, all all my, all my friends um, I I live with in uh, college, we've been watching a lot of, you know, basketball documentaries um the hot one of course the last, last dance, dance baby but we gotta wait every week ah uh, but it's, it's worth it for the goat man yeah and i am going to say that i could that's a whole nother topic that for sure i'll always talk about i yeah. usually don't like ranking people but i i think all the evidence is clear like he's the goat man and i don't think it's gonna change anytime soon i'm sorry lebron and this is the thing besides lebron like you know me misha i'm we just considering our area we live in la like kobe is our hero man he was my hero i cried when he died but r.i.p man but um i can't like put him over mj even i've looked at the evidence i'm like all encompassing i mean kobe tried to try to do mj part two but better and put his own twist on it but you can't recreate there were just some things missing i mean not to get into like the nitty-gritty but i will say for one he was a step just a step below mj athletically yeah no i I and i feel like that's apparent i all you have to do is just watch the highlights like he's michael is a genetic freak when it comes to just like fast twitch muscle fibers bro like he's he's his highlight reel when he was before the even the first three p is insane. It's insane. When he was, when he was like a youngin. 20, when he was a youngin, twenty one year old, just jumping around. When he got was bunnies. a youngin, he had insane acceleration. Hitting his head on the back of the. Oh backboard. my gosh! And he <laughs> had huge hands. That's the one yeah. thing a lot of people will say. The difference between MJ and Kobe too is their hand size. But shout out Kawhi. Hey, it's an advantage, man. It's an advantage. You could pick up the ball with one hand. Think about that. No, but besides that, all encompassing. It's the the work ethic which Kobe had, which some other great players have yeah. great work ethic, but they don't have the same as Kobe and MJ. But MJ also like just just everything else, man. Like he was raised well. You can see that in like the little parts mm-hmm. that you see in the documentary, he was, uh, yeah. he had a very good, yeah. um, parental, um, parental guidance, very good, mm-hmm. uh, Something siblings. establishes morals, which, yeah. you know, obviously carried him throughout college and, you know, set him on the right path when he went pro. Right. Dude. Side note. How crazy was that? Like listening to him open up about, um, where he thinks his comp- insane competitiveness comes from is from competing with his brother for his father's yeah. attention. That yeah, shit amazing. fucking hit me, man. Yeah, that's insane. That shit hit me. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be straight up with you. And I'm like, on some level, I totally relate, man. Mm-hmm. Like, as a sibling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, That's you- deep <laughs> that he even, like, opened up to that and had that level of insight. And I was like, well, fuck. He's, he's a goat, man. That's he the end of the conversation. Goat. He's just the goat for all those things, man. And he does he's whatever he wants. More competitive than than anybody else, maybe on this earth. Forget sports. I mean, Jesus, that guy is just like anything he wanted to win at. Yeah, he played professional baseball. I mean, he may not have had the most successful season, but he made it pure just athlete you know you could just jump from one sport to another imagine spending your whole life focusing on one sport and then just some athletic freak just comes into your sport and starts just showing you new things man. you're gonna have to rethink your life man yeah it's a great documentary though oh, yeah. what other I'm ones excited. have you been watching uh celtics lakers for sure that was the one the yeah. other one you watched it was the magic bird yeah, uh, I mean, it covers everything, you know, but was it a 30 for 30? I forget it covers is it just something on YouTube. You guys looked up. No, uh, I think it was on YouTube TV okay. or something. It might have been the Magic Bird the, one, but either way, you looked at you looked at the whole history behind the rivalry. Because it was long, because it it had the Bill Russell era ah, where yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. he's Good just stuff. shitting on um, hey. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, man. Shit Those are some. Uh, that's logo. where the hate yeah. started. Elgin Baylor, and then and then it goes to the '80s where it's more like Magic and Kareem versus Bird and what Kevin McHale. McHale, yeah. Parrish, and the and the whole race side of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been the Magic Bird one, but either way, great. I'm yeah. glad that you learned about that, dude. Yeah. Because no, that's like crazy. That's what dad and Val was raised on, you know, yeah. dad, our, our dad that's and our it. uncle, yeah. they, that's the, the timeline that they were watching. Uncle Val was telling me, mm. cause I was watching an old, uh, Celtics Lakers, 1963 NBA finals game. They had it on NBA TV and I was watching that and I was like telling dad and Val about mm. that or uncle Val and uh they have that footage from the 60s yeah they don't have that much that's like the only full one of the only full games i can find from back then because they didn't they only really showed like i think that is the only game from that finals or maybe even that playoffs like they didn't they didn't televise like barely anything you know it was all radio that's what uncle val was telling me he's like yeah i remember like keeping up with the league at that time mm-hmm. through Chick Hearn, the old yeah. broadcaster through radio. Yep. They didn't Different televise time. this stuff, man. That's why I'm like, I'm so, I, I am so like, if I, that's, that would be one of my wishes is that I could watch all game footage, like have their, you know, game footage just be magically appear. It's not probably anywhere. Like they don't, probably don't have any footage of it no. but for their to be footage of like these old players like i want to see wilt jerry west elgin baylor yeah. and the old celtics oh yeah wait because will chamberlain crazy he's has the only 100 point game that correct. there's no footage of it it's there's just no a box footage. score literally wow that's the only evidence that there is in the pic that famous picture of him holding up the 100 points and the people that were there and they have some of the broadcast yeah. uh, uh, the radio. I'm, okay, I'm curious on 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 that subject. I want to pick your brain. So before Wilt Chamberlain went to the Lakers, correct? Mm-hmm. They they never ended up beating the Celtics in the finals. Did Who, the Lakers? Lakers. Lakers didn't even beat beat them Until with him. Magic. Yeah. So did Wilt Chamberlain ever get it? So I don't know. I don't know all that uh-huh. much about Will Chamberlain other than oh, Anchorman. Should. That's the next thing, you guys, if they have Who a documentary on him. <laughs> is that Will Chamberlain? <laughs> hey, man, he was Michael Jordan back then. Yeah. Sort so of, yeah. Did he get a title? Um, you know, did he win the championship with the Lakers? He did. Was that, was that like a gap year when the Celtics, you know, they didn't meet each other in the finals or something? Yeah, so they... He was traded to the Lakers in 1968. He played the 68-69 season. They faced the Celtics in the finals that season in 69. Yeah. This is a this these finals if I don't know if they have footage of it. Mm-hmm. They probably don't cuz I've only seen like the last quarter of the ga- seventh game. It was a seven game series, Mish. And yeah. That was like the Celtics' last year of their group. They had that whole yeah, 12-year run. That was Bill Russell's last year. Yeah. Bill Russell was a player coach. Previously, they had a coach. His name was Red Auerbach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's That's a legendary. Strong. Yeah, he's like the legendary, one of the legendary faces of the Celtics organizations, one of the greatest coaches and executives of all time. Yeah. He was not coaching. He was in, like, I think, general management position at that point in time. Bill Russell was the player coach. First one, first African-American coach in the NBA. So he was the player coach. Everybody was old. It was also their one of their other Hall of Fame players, Sam Jones. That was also his last game. Mm -hmm. Going into that series, so look at it this way. The Lakers had Jerry West. in. That was his prime. Jerry West was in his prime, which is very sad because he never got that man that uh, chip. For that's like a whole nother conversation, yeah. you know. That's my third favorite player right there. That is just generation and generation of just Lakers Celtics rivalry, and just Lakers want to give it to the Celtics. Layers, man. Yeah. 
So, anyways, yeah, they had they, they Lakers were stacked. They had Jerry Elgin Baylor. He got injured a couple years before, and back then they don't have the same medical advances, so that hurt his career a lot. And then Wilt, who kind of had to take. He had to sacrifice a little bit. He was still able to be dominant at that time, but once he joined the Lakers, because they had all these other offensive weapons, he kind of took the role of like rebounding and defender and yeah. that. Not that he didn't score, but anyways, they had they were stacked. They had those three guys against the Celtics. They were heavily favored going into that series. It went mm-hmm. through seven games, and in the seventh game, this is a famous story. The current the Lakers owner at that time, I think it was Jack Kent Cook was his name, I believe. I have no idea. He, old Lakers owner. Uh he basically assumed was trying to like will it into existence that the Lakers were gonna win that game. Yeah, and he yeah. put all these balloons, the balloons up in the sky. rafters. You know this story in the forum and they lost. Bill Russell saw it. And he laughed. And he told all of the players, he's like, he, he wanted them to look at that. Uh-huh. And like, they basically, to, you know, he was like, use this as motivation yeah. to beat the Lakers. And they did. They did. It was a close game in the last second. And there was also a famous yeah. shot by a, a Don Nelson, who was a coach. Jeez. He was a player on that team. He shot a shot, hit the back rim, went straight up and then straight down into the net. And that wasn't like the game winner. I think he made that with like 10, 15 seconds to go, but it basically kind of sealed it for the Celtics. They ended up winning. You know what's even crazier about that? What? You know who won? That was the first year that they had a finals MVP. You know who won it? Jerry West. Jerry West on the losing team. Because if you look up his stats, he was fucking balling. Yeah, in that last insane. game, he put up in that game seven. He put up a forty point triple double. Wow! So yeah, for all of the listeners out there that feel like they're lost, uh, <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> this man is not normal. He knows way too much about the game of basketball. I just really like it, man. It's cool history, but yeah, Lakers Celtics, man, they beat them like I think seven times before the Lakers finally won. Yeah, that sounds about That's right. a lot of hurt, man. It's a lot of just, it's a mental thing, too. Because if you see, um, if you watched that documentary we were speaking about earlier with, um, you know, Magic and, and Bird, a couple of the early, like, opportunities Lakers had against the Celtics, they, you know, would lose by kind of, like, bad luck or whatnot. Yeah. And a lot of that, I think... You know, is your is your mind state contributing to that? And, you know, maybe you overthinking something and, and literally thinking it into existence just because of the history that right. you know, franchises have had. Right. And, you know, just the fact that the Lakers have been getting blue balled by the Celtics for, you know, I don't know, seven years, you know, however far back it goes. Yeah, I mean, that can affect anybody, not just in sports. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's why I was saying that I thought, like, like sports is pretty good at um, relating this old um, instinct. It's, it's, it's an old instinct to compete. I mean, as human beings, if you think about it, just if we're going back to ancient years when we were living in trees basically Mm -hmm. like you're competing every day to survive you're competing against like nature itself just to survive so that's why i think sports pulls on the that primal part of your brain where it's like you know it really is a meant it's a mentality getting into that level of focus to achieve something to achieve that um yeah, it's a it's a state of zen, however you want to label it. Now we got mom. We might have our our mother walk in. Yeah. You guys want to say hi? I don't know. She she's stepping into her office right now. My room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she probably hears us. She's like, "Oh, I want to yeah. be included." She's like, "I don't where, where are you? Where's my honey? Where are you? Where are you? Misha." <laughs> 
<laughs> you heard the little steps up the stairs. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's good to have you back, Mish. Yeah. I'm glad that you wanted to step on this with me. Of course. I'm I'm glad to be on, you know, recording with you. Yeah. Do you guys uh, watch anything else other than sports doc documentaries? Mm. You watch any of the Tiger King? Oh, of course. What'd you That's think of Tiger old King? Is Were you about very, it or nah? Yeah, of course. It was very entertaining. I thought I only watched the first two episodes, and I only was interested in Carol Baskin. Mm. Uh, everything else, it didn't grab my attention much. Cat lady. Yeah, well, the whole thing with her, like, like with her ex-husband like that's sketchy to me what was was his name dan yeah dan is is gone and i i don't think she fed him to the she, cats but i think she was somehow involved i i think that's probable she looks too crazy and she, i mean the she docu- has a crazy I mean, complex yeah i'm sure the documentary really portrays her in a certain way oh here comes mom Never as mind. we wait we hear her walk up straight <laughs> to the door and then there, there she go. is. There we go. There we Hi. go. Wow. <laughs> How'd you get set up like this? I've been doing this. I've been telling you, you that I have this. Microphone? It's just oh. Misha came over and was like, oh, asking about it. So I'm like, let's record. All right. I'm going to pause real quick because I actually wanted to ask mom something. All right. We're back again. Second time getting interrupted by parents. What's new? Who was that? That was that was Tanya. Tanya walked. Tanya. In. Haven't seen her in a while. It's really good to see her. Yeah. I mean it's just good to have you. All right. Uh anything else that you've been catching up on? What have been what have you been doing routine wise? Mm. What's your routine look like? So my routine it really kind of varies with my mood or if I'm tired or if I'm, you know, feeling good, but I'd say my picture perfect optimal, you know, quarantine routine would be waking up, you know, 9:30 or 10, um stretching in my backyard, which, you know, that's where I'd get most of the sun. Like the past week it's been a nice you know, we've had nice temperature, weather. very yeah, nice yeah. weather and, you know, get some sun do you know whatever muscle group i want to do we have we have some um yeah you have the dumbbell set literally just sit out there on a yoga pad you know stretch my legs because you know sitting down all day you know as a as a college student you gotta you gotta have somewhere to study but when you're in quarantine you really have nowhere else to go but you're you know just walk what am i about to do walk around my house yeah that's it I I need some, I need some stretching. I need some vitamin D. I need something else than my my damn corner. But you know, it's it's not it's not all that bad. But so after that, um, I usually make some eggs. I got you know my potatoes ready. A lot of burritos. <laughs> That's been your go-to. My tux, my burrito tux are insane. Impeccable. Hey. I taught my whole house. Respect. Uh, <laughs> they get they get burrito folding now. Just I'm I'm pretty sure it's because you know I brought that wave. You know someone's got to do it. You were the master. Yeah, burrito tucking master. Nice. Uh, and then after that, that, I've been playing. I I don't know. It really just varies day to day. I try to get a good amount of work done, whatever it be, whether it's class or you know doing something. Do you have it like? through like a long stretch of time that you'll like try to get work done or do you just kind of do it like throughout the day like through periods like do a couple hours of work and then have to break and then do a yeah. couple hours so of work because that's what i have to the do the thing about being at home you have all these things yeah around you that can distract you so it, i mean it's it's easy 
when when you have time to do something you're just kind of getting ahead yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of jump around like i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna see what's going on downstairs because i know someone's running Warzone or <laughs> or watching a, some type of documentary yeah um, you know just everybody's got out. their own schedule so it's exactly um and it it keeps it somewhat interesting just um you know taking those little breaks but yeah I mean, when it is crunch time, like this past weekend, you know, just had to grind out six problems. And it was, so six whole problems. And I think it were, it was eight pages long, front and back. How long? I finished that in like 24 hours. No. Not like straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that still took you. From time to time, like, you know you know, stopping the stopwatch or whatever. I did that eight pages. Wow. It was gruesome. So, I mean, it's it's nice to be home because you have distractions, but in cases like that where you just really need to get down, nitty gritty, get your work done, it's it's kind of tough, you know. It's more just your discipline and figuring out your own routine because, you know, for students, you rely on a certain schedule that your class, you know, your sca- your your class schedule gives you a, you know, a skeleton to your day, or it gives you a structure, mm-hmm. which is extremely nice because you could stick to it, get in your routines, and be productive. And you know, every week is the same, but it's not because you know, you yeah, have new stuff to do. Uh huh. In this case, every day is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i mean not exactly but yeah you know it's it's, it's not like rough. you're going out it's not like you're getting ready for anything which is nice you got more time yeah when you have when you have to get ready for something too it gives you that little extra motivation and yeah exactly and you know if you're just staying stagnant inside for weeks at a time imagine what that does to your productivity to your creativity you know people need inspiration and it'll Oh my goodness. Yeah, one second, mom. <laughs> Feels like we're on Xbox Live <laughs> and we're like in the chat room and just Yeah, give me a minute, mom. <laughs> Not right now. Not right now. I feel like Cartman in uh South Park <laughs> is playing <laughs> World of Warcraft. <laughs> He's like some some about a hot pocket. He's like, Mom, I gotta go to the bathroom and she brings down a little This is that. <laughs> this is that right now. <laughs> Spray poop on her face. No. Maybe not that, but yeah, maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel similar. Actually, I've been sorry. Change the subject. Yeah, that change was a, it. That was a great subject. Change um, it up. I've been watching a lot of South Park lately. We, really? We have Hulu. That's your that's your show of choice. It's okay. So when it's like eleven thirty, and you know we're tired of everything, South Park's so refreshing now i don't know if you've noticed it but they completely like restructured how they go about a season a season ties together it's it becomes currently like their current yeah their nurse their their newer seasons they don't make it like you know every every episode's different they make it i think they make it more engaging it's actually a storyline yes and it's it's actually very refreshing i think Mm. and um definitely easy to to watch three or four episodes when it's like midnight and, and you know you and your friends are chilling what, whatever Straight that be chilling. for you you know the audience out there we all got different types of chilling and you know just sit back watch uh you know three four episodes of south park and, and you'll get somewhere i don't know something about it is very entertaining and it's still funny well i mean it's south park is is it everybody knows that show is entertaining i mean i don't even watch it and i've seen episodes and it's it's a it's a hilarious show i just uh haven't ever gotten into it and you know they're new episodes it's current so they're just straight up making fun of you know donald trump and um you know the presidential uh debacle race yeah and they just i think they (laughs) they make it really funny that's good to make light of things, honestly. Yeah. 
and it's crazy we live in a country where we're able to do that yeah which man which is amazing right hopefully you know that liberty is is gonna you know be continuous in our country yeah and hopefully it's not taken for granted because i think a lot of people take that for granted mish yeah Yeah. a lot of people do do you hear about i mean i don't know the details do you hear about in china um they have like a system it's kind of like an honor not an honor system but they they could kind of track you your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and uh kind of give you like either gold stars or Mm -hmm. you know like a you know, like a, an X if you did something bad. I, I did not know about that, but it doesn't I don't know the details, much. but it's, it's, it's big brother-ish. It's kind of like, you know, something you don't want to, it's something you would hear about in the, you know, in middle school when you're, when you're reading 1984, mm-hmm. you know, some dystopian book. That's what they want. They want a dystopian dis- type of society, perhaps. Perhaps, because I mean, they're they're doing. I mean, I'm not a politician, but they're doing their own thing. They're they're doing. You know, th- you know those um, ice cream swirls. That's half and half. It's like vanilla and chocolate, and you get a nice cone. And oh it's, yeah, and it's swirled, right? They're doing that with democracy and socialism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but they're making it work. They're doing, I think they're doing good other than kind of starting this pandemic. I do. I do respectfully disagree with that. I don't, okay. I don't think that that is, I don't think that's the full picture. I don't. As in. Man, if we got Alex on the show, he would have something wait, to specify, say for sure. Specify. Well, I just don't, I don't think that they're a very, um, I don't think they're a very honest society. Okay. And I think it's just rooted in, uh, it's rooted in where the government has formed. That's how yeah. most, um, from my own understanding, uh, from what I've read when it comes to, um, not just socialist systems, but, um, primarily Marxist and communist based systems uh, which i mean it's it sounds all good and sweet on paper all peaches and cream right you know that's a that's a model society to live in but it just doesn't i just don't you know, think work like that and it's more than that i i mean i've i've talked about this uh before in my first podcast and i'll talk about it again and again because i feel this is one of the things I try not to be an extremely opinionated person, but yeah, this is one thing that I feel strongly about. I I just don't think that people are motivated by that when when they want to create those types of systems. I don't think that people are entirely motivated by a care for the oppressed or making things, um, um, making, um, dishing, how do I want to say this? Dishing out, if you want to call it justice or fairness or, you know, big word would be equality Mm -hmm. um, towards um, those who oppress other people. It's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I just don't, I don't buy that people are really motivated by like uh, purely good intentions. I think there are deeper things at play. I think a lot of people that, that, uh, now we're talking psychology. Well, I'm not even just <laughs> psychology. It's just philosophy. Like, I yeah. do not believe that people are entirely... People are not separately good or just separately bad. Yeah. And that is a very Nietzschean um, concept coming from his book, Beyond Good and Evil. It's just... And even more so, like, uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who wrote the Gulag Archipelago, he realized that that most people are fueled by their own bitternesses and resentments and i don't know it's just one of the key takeaways that i've i i've assessed for my own self from what i've read and gathered um, about a lot of these societies and these uh ways of thought so that's a very deep topic and i think that's a good place to for me to just be like, that's all I have to say. Cause it's a heated topic, man. There's, I have a lot of friends that are, um, 
I'm not saying that they're like revolutionaries, mm-hmm. but they really uh, do support like um, some democratic socialists mm. or um, I don't know. Some people might get offended by what I have to say. I try my best. To Who cares? We all have opinions. There you go. That's tying back into what you were saying. It's a damn beautiful thing that South Park's able to do that, yeah. man. <laughs> Seriously. Because you can't do that. You can't even really do that in China, Mish. That's no. what the whole, whole Hong Kong protests were about. Yeah. Partly freedom freedom of speech. They were getting they were getting penalized for their freedom of speech. Yeah. Yeah, we're blessed to have shows like South Park. Yeah. That can uh speak your mind. That can speak their mind. You know. So can everyone else in the in the in the United States of America. Yep. But anyways, I'm gonna switch it up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You was should. That the tape? Was that the tape rewinding? That was. That okay. was. No, I was. I don't know. It was like my little <laughs> DJ, like <laughs> lame as oh, fuck. Switch up the record. You should watch if you haven't. Better Call Saul. That show is freaking amazing. Which seasons? All like, of them. I just watched the latest one, Mish. It gets so good. Like we're like how much? How many seasons do I have to watch? There's to five catch up. recent, oh, four. They have them on Netflix. Because remember when we like were watching Better Call Saul, we stopped oh, at yeah. some point. Well, you did. I kept watching. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm missing out. I don't know. I would it, recommend it. Like, just get to it when you can, but obvi- obviously, yeah. like, you should just. Yeah. Not that you weren't ever going to, but I'm going to tell you right now, like, it is great. It is a great yeah. show. And you wouldn't think it. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I don't know. You trust Vince Gilligan. You trust the creators. Yeah, Breaking Bad was a great show, but you might have some doubts about Saul. No, Saul, you'll see how mm-hmm. complex of a character he That's really cool. is. And, and you see a lot of yeah. Gus. Yeah. See a That's lot of the Salamancas. I don't want to ruin a lot, but I'll tell you a little bit. A lot of Mike. Mike. Dude, oh, how do they... Walter. How do they make him look younger? Because this is this is way way past. Okay, this is uh, way. It's only a couple years before, actually, so they don't have to really make him look super. But younger. time's not stopping, man. That it, is true. Breaking Bad was a hit, but how long ago was that? That is true. Like, that's like with it's the, a different decade. That's like with El Camino. And that guy is old. Yeah. With El Camino, oh my uh, God. Jesse. Uh, no, uh, um, not Jesse. Um, Todd looked Todd. fat as fuck. Fuck Todd. Fuck Todd. He was they fat really, as fuck. He's so fat. <laughs> Todd is so fat in this time in this movie that they literally have they can't show his face like straight up. They kind of just they you they know, have to try to make the grass. good angle camera angles, but it doesn't yeah. do any good. It's like no. no, dude, you're fat. You got yeah. fat, man. Yeah, they, you they, can't they, hide the face. I mean, it was it's, you just look past all that. <laughs> Just knowing, just imagine, like, yeah, just he knowing, was fat the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just, 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 I don't know, just, just take it for what it is. They're they're just trying to give you some closure, and uh, just look movie. past how how old everyone yeah. looks. But that is a dilemma. Like, how do you do that when you do prequels and stuff like that? And there's a budget aspect to it because they can do it, but with you know a lot of technical yeah, cgi stuff and you know a lot of movies like el camino i'm sure weren't trying to delve into that you know yeah they don't have that they like don't have avatar budget like yeah avatar budget ooh speaking of avatar a different one avatar the last airbender i think they're coming out with a new animated series are they really? or not animated series um Live action movie. Movie? Oh, which yeah. The first one was god awful. And for all the Avatar fans out there, we all know that that movie did not do the show justice. Um, we don't count it. Avatar The Last Airbender is probably um, the best and the only uh, American anime out there. Hot takes. Yeah. Actually, that's not even a hot take. That's no, like that's very accurate it's take. very, very uh, accurate. And, you know, there are a lot of fans out there that like Avatar, including me. 
I just like I just like to see them do it right. But um, who knows when that's gonna come out? Cause nothing has gone back to normal yet. Yeah, I was gonna say it got curtailed. A lot of stuff got curtailed, like the the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah. That's one thing that comes really to mind for me. Then. That got you know. Do you think they were gonna merge that version of Batman with uh, Joaquin Phoenix's? Joker? I don't know. People kept speculating it, but I mean that would be Todd Phillips cool. and Joaquin. They didn't want to do it. But maybe they get swayed him. because of because of the reception that it got. Because what he got he got like a he got some type of award, right? For what is some type of award. He got the freaking Oscar for it, man. See, I said some type of award because I didn't have the right name in my head <laughs> floating around. It's I an had Oscar. Like, I had That's like, like the cream of the crop right I had, there. I had the word Grammy and Emmy floating around in my head. I was like, I'm gonna play it safe. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a Joaquin a Phoenix. Dummy. Yes, he won an Oscar Best yeah. Actor for oh, yeah. playing oh, yeah, Arthur just, Fleck, you know, the Joker. That's a pretty good award. Pretty decent. Yeah, kind of, kind of good. Sort kinda of good. Like, yeah. That's like another thing, though. Participation award. On this topic, what? I have not watched enough good movies during the quarantine, and I'm kind of mm. bummed about that. Mm. Been a lot of like. Uh, our roommate John, we have a roommate. Uh, at least I do. Uh, he has he a lot of movies. He doesn't split his room. No, no, no. With him, no. He, he lives he, in the he house. Lives, he lives in the house. But he room. has like a huge movie collection, and he busted it out. And we've been watching those, and they're not bad movies, but they're not like the type of movies that I'm talking about. I'm talking about like Oscar level movies. Although I did watch parts of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't get to watch it all the way through. But I want to watch like other fantastic movies. I haven't done enough of that. What about you? Watching any movies or just TV shows? Just South Park? Mm, more like TV shows. You're a TV show guy. Yeah. No, I mean. They're I have good been because they're bite-sized. Okay, I have been watching, you know, some of my childhood favorites. My One of my favorite uh, comedians ever, Will Ferrell been watching uh semi semi pro you know oh dude such a great movie <laughs> i gotta watch blades of glory you've never there, seen that no i mean rewatch you want to rewatch it yeah okay. dude i'm just recapping in my head all of the great movies that will ferrell has had that was i may have watched for elf. comedies i may may have watched elf your, your favorite movie of over all time 50 at least 50 times i i don't want to exaggerate it but i want to say 100 that's the number because I really did watch that movie every every I mean, it was always on in in the holidays, and I would Christmas time. Mom was like, "We're watching would, Elf for Misha." I would always watch it. We had a DVD, so you know, just pop that in, get my hot Cheetos ready. Ooh, back when I ate hot Cheetos, I'm kind of off that wave. <laughs> it upsets my stomach. <laughs> But uh, movies. What was the last movie that I watched? I haven't been Nothing. watching any serious movies now that you I know. I that's it. like what I always like. If I'm gonna yeah. choose a movie, I'll always like. Choose I can't that. watch a serious movie because I mean, even if I want to watch it, okay, I'm 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 embarrassed. These are my friends. To I mean, you know. Just the fact, I'm, I'm going to say it, just the fact that they didn't like this movie, and I'm telling you this. I tried to show them Fight Club. They didn't like Fight Club. Okay, keep Are in you mind. Keep in mind, you got you to gotta sit there, because it's the type of movie that you don't understand until you watch the end. True. And they didn't sit through all of it? Yeah, no. no. I'm surprised. They, they haven't you need seen a certain them? level. They have never no, seen it? No. Well, wow. one, at least one of my friends. That is a true true uh testament of the i guess that that is somewhat of a gap it's such a great movie and it it just takes a little bit of time and patience just to follow the story just to get really invested in it and serious movies like that that i wouldn't even constitute that as like serious movie but like i get what you're saying i think i think and and movies like um 
spotting. Train spotting. Train spotting. I couldn't watch that with my roommates because they got yeah. over it. I you mean, tried to show them that too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's I a mean, different it's, it's a different type of movie, and I totally. But I understand what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to front. You know, I'm just giving you that reaction because those are like two mm-hmm. my favorite movies of all time. But no, I'm not even trying to front. I get it. Like, not ev- that's not everybody's cup of tea. Everybody goes in to like not just watching movies but TV shows with like a different prerogative. There are some people that do not want to watch something intently. You know, it's more of like they kind of yeah. want to have it on. I don't want to say like in the background, but they're not, they don't want to active. They're not looking to like actively watch the movie, meaning yeah. like every single second. They kind of, it's just, they want to be entertained. They're not uh, looking for like this. Uh, they're not so, um, uh, I, I was about to say they're not tickled by the thought. I don't even know why I was going to fucking say that. Uh, they're not, tickled. they're not like stimulated by the story as much. Is what I want to say, which is fine. I'm not even like trying to say like, oh, like sound all bougie. Like, oh, yeah, like you're not a you can't appreciate it. Like you're inferior intellectually in some way. It's like, no, dude, I get it. Like some people just don't don't look at that as the the value. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just in um, different tastes too. people just have different tastes. And I just feel like there aren't really many movie watchers out there. Uh no, there are. But I feel like I feel like there's somewhat of a shift in entertainment where, you know, a live stream or, you know, a show or some a documentary can can split up, you know, segments of the story and and kind of making make it more engaging. Bite sized. Yeah. Bite sized and I think I think that's I think that's com- becoming more popular with yeah some of the more newer younger i mean generations this is kind of a little bit of psychology too if you, it just makes a little bit of sense and you think about it this way i mean that that is not just affect what you're talking about is not just affecting the art of storytelling or filmmaking you know mm-hmm. stuff like that that affects music that affects a whole bunch of different art forms yeah um not just art forms other just other things in general um but a lot of it has to do i I see it a lot in like art um like you're saying like people are kind of raised on like if you grow up where you can have the instantaneous um, consumption of different forms of uh, content, music, whatever. Um, you become a little bit more accustomed to that. And I'll give you a good analogy. It's it, it's actually very smart business-wise too, I would say. Because um, if you look at someone like Drake, he doesn't really even produce albums anymore. That's true. He releases literally like what he calls them like playlists or just songs or just like, but it's constant. It's not like it takes him two years to release something new. It's like, no, he's releasing something like every other week, maybe month, whatever, you know, Great, great for business, right? It's great for business and it keeps your fans engaged. And a lot of people are kind of accustomed to that with a lot of different mediums. I'll give you my opinion, not necessarily hot take, but somewhat, somewhat of a hot take. I'll, I'll, I'll share my, my two cents. I do think it compromises a little bit the quality of stuff. Like if we're talking yeah. about like, if we're going to stay on the subject of like music, for example, I really think it hinders the quality of music if, if that's your business model. And I don't yeah. blame you. But think about it like this. The Beatles, they took literally years Mm. to make their albums. And they spent so much time refining each song, each little detail of the album. And when they released it, it was like, man, that was like true art to me. So that's the one thing that I'm like, it kind of hurts the 
the artistic aesthetic yeah. of things. Great business model, though. On the subject of music, and, you know, I feel like we've been talking a lot about history because in times like these when nothing's really happening, other than, you know, of course, the pandemic. Yeah. It's nice to look back on history and all the all the good things that has that have happened, how things have grown. Yeah. A great documentary to watch. I know, you know, I know you like hip hop and rap. You should watch Hip Hop Evolution on um, Netflix. It's Ooh, a okay. series. It has 12 or so episodes all covering different, you know, stages, stages or, you know, rap groups. Um they go pretty damn far back. There's a lot of like, go um, to the roots. East Coast, like Fuck yes. um, the best. Origins. Yeah, the best. I know. Part of I know. Rap you, I know. East you love Coast, that, man. And and you know for a fact there's gonna be like a, uh, an episode on on groups like Tribe, Wu Tang. Oh. Um, I I was about strings. to watch. Yeah, I, I I still need to watch um the Biggie Smalls episode but like there's a lot i mean there's also like the west coast east coast it just puts a lot of the the hip-hop um you know stages in 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 a about bite size you know picture and you could you could spend you know the rest of quarantine just you know eating up that story because it's pretty interesting it's the story of you know america's you know iconic music genre because that's you know that's what the whole show's about, how it grew from where, you know, where and right. how it grew. And it's all in the U.S. Hip-hop evolution, that's what it's called? I think so. I believe so. I'll look it up. I'll watch it. It's definitely definitely a good way to pass some time. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, on that note, we got to get out of here, folks. Yeah. We need to go eat some food. And, uh... It was great having you on, Mish. Yeah, no. You're coming back. Yes, absolutely. I'm coming back. This was really fun. Yeah? Do you this like again. it? Yeah. I like your setup a lot. Thank you. I mean, it's a little rinky-dinky, but it's no. good because I can like it do works. this anywhere. It works. You got, we got to get a, a group interview. Anyone out there oh my gosh. that wants, you know, that, that likes this podcast vibe, come out here. Come, uh, come ride this wave. Let's... Let's get a group interview going. Talk right. about some fun things. I like that. On that note, peace. peace.